0: Super grateful, thank you for he will begin. You who helped us begin the year will help us close it on a higher note, celebration note. We will see 2021 hail and healthy by your grace, Lord. In spite of the scatterings of this year, you help us recover our visions in the name of Jesus. Thank you for 2021, thank you for 2022, thank you for the next decade. We praise you, Lord jesus mighty name amen please put your hands together for jesus um i want to appreciate those joining us online as online community all over the world god bless you this global impact ng and for many joining us on site all over lagos and all over the country please put your hands together for yourselves again and again and again wow some folks are already tired there wow why are you tired Can you rise up on your feet? I know, I know, I know. Please put your hands together. Amen. (laughs) So how do you want to greet your neighbor this morning Uh, without shaking their hands? Can you just wave to them? Okay. Is that Franklin? How are you? Good to see you. God bless. Just wave to your neighbor and uh, how do you do it? God bless you. High five. How do you do this? High ten, right? If it's your wife or husband, you can hug her, please. Okay, I can see people hug. Very good. High ten. <laughs> please put your hands together. I get seated. Woo. Okay, we had a, an amazing covenant night. Please put your hands together. I, I had a great time. Um, praise Gang was here live. I think that really helped uh, the flow that evening. I've been getting a lot of feedback about the covenant night. I want to appeal to us. Uh, You want to get back to watch it again and again. It's on Facebook, on the platforms. Please go back and maybe on Monday night or Wednesday night, anytime in the evening or in the morning or at break in the office. Take time and watch uh, so that um, what has been shared will not elude us. The very core of the message is the fact that God swore a blessing on Abraham and his seed. It's stronger than just a promise. An oath... Forces the covenantor to do what he has promised. It's the end of all argument. We have an example, I think, in Mark chapter six, verse twenty-two. Mark chapter six, verse twenty-two. So we must realize that there is sworn blessings on our lives. It is 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 irreversible. It's 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 you can't argue about it anymore. So yours is to just receive it and walk in it. We have a classic example of. Um, when a king made a promise and then graduated it to an oath and how he had to be committed to doing that. And when Herodiah's daughter herself came in and danced and pleased Herod and those who sat with him, the king said to the girl, ask me whatever you want and I will give it to you. Now on this platform, hold on please. On this platform, it's more like a promise as a king. He could change his mind. Okay, in fact, he said, verse 23... He said, uh, 23 now, thank you. He also swore to her because the child would be wondering, Daddy, you are telling me to ask you anything. It's okay, I swear. Now, on that platform, it's irreversible. uh, You cannot argue about it anymore. You swore to her, whatever you ask me, I will give you up to half of my kingdom. He swore, okay, verse 24. 24. So she went out and said to her mother, what shall I ask? And she said, the head of John the Baptist. (laughs) The head of John the Baptist. Immediately she came in with haste to the king and asked, saying, I want you to give me at once the head of John the Baptist on a platter. Verse 26. And the king was exceedingly sorry. Like, wow. I don't want to do that, but I swore. Yet, because of the oath, because of honor, is a king. And because of those who sat with him, he did not want to refuse her. Okay? Verse 27. Immediately the king sent an executioner and commanded his head to be brought. And he went and beheaded him in prison. 28. Brought his head on a platter and gave it to the girl. And the girl gave it to her mother. Now the question is if a heathen king can be that committed to his oath, how much more the faithful king... The almighty God. So in Hebrews chapter 6, Hebrews chapter 6 uh, verse 16, Hebrews chapter 6 verse 16, God swore to Abraham and his descendants that I will do this to you and your descendants, then we, we, we are too sure that it's commanded, it is committed, it is irreversible. Hebrews uh, 6 16, for men indeed swear by the greater and an oath, An oath for confirmation is for them an end of all dispute. Can we have this in ERV? An end of all argument. So when God was blessing Abraham, he he, he had to swear that I'm going to do this. Whether I feel like it or not, I'm committed to it. ERV says, um, people always use the name of someone greater than themselves to make a promise with an oath. The oath proves that what they say is true, and there is no more arguing about it. So we want to drive back to Genesis 22, briefly. Uh, Genesis 22, verse 10. So God swore. Now, can we just have that in MSG straight? Uh, Genesis 22, verse 10, message translation. So God swore to Abraham and his descendants. Uh, In Christ, we are the seed of Abraham. So whatever whatever oath God gave to Abraham belongs to you and I. It's very dependable. You want to dive into it, receive it, and be sure that if, if that king can go and behead John the Baptist, that should even annoy you enough to provoke you to believe God more. Ah, so they kill John the Baptist because of this thing. And then God will do much more for me since he swore by himself. Okay, they, uh, they arrived at the place which God had directed him. Abraham built... Okay, build an altar. He laid out the wood. Then he tied up Isaac and laid him on the wood. Abraham reached out and took the knife to kill his son. Verse 11. Just then an angel of God called to him out of heaven. Abraham, Abraham. Yes, I'm listening. Verse 12. Don't lay a hand on that boy. Don't touch him. Now I know that. How fearlessly you fear God. You didn't hesitate to place your son, your dear son, on the altar for me. It's on this particular sacrifice that the blessings came on Abraham in a higher way. God's in Genesis 12. God did not swear. It was just a promise. But here he swore. Okay. Uh, Verse 13. Now Abraham looked up, he saw a ram caught by his horns in a thicket. Abraham took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. Verse 15. The angel of God spoke from heaven a second time to Abraham, I swear, God's sure word, because you have gone through with this and have not refused to give me your son, your dear, dear son, I will bless you that this belongs to you. Oh, how I will bless you. And I will make sure that your children flourish. Lift your right hand. I will flourish in December. I will flourish in 2021. I will flourish all the days of my life. That's, he swore. Like that king swore that he will, he will give the daughter anything. He said, all your, and we are the seed of Abraham. That's in Galatians. All your children flourish like stars in the sky. They will multiply. And the sun on the beaches. And your on the beaches. Sorry, beaches. Is that how I pronounce it? It sounded so Beaches. Okay. And your descendants will what? Defeat their enemies. I fought many wars, family battles based on this. No enemy comes against the seed of Abraham and defeat them. It's part of our victory faith, of faith in God's victory power. Nothing. If I have anything I'm battling with, a person, I don't pray if anybody comes against me like that, or a situation... I get on this frequency, I break the bread, the thing bows, Because God swore and said, you will defeat your enemies. Sickness, disease, collaboration against you in your office, anything. You are the seed of Abraham, said they will defeat all their enemies. And all nations on earth will find themselves blessed through your descendants. Because you obeyed me. So you are to bless your world. We are the descendants of Abraham. Galatians 3. We are its descendants. We are the seed of Abraham. There is something in you that blesses the entire world. You are teaching, your teachings we go around the world. You are singing, somebody picks it up in Cambodia or in Thailand or in Asia or in, uh, in Mexico. There's something you are you are not for local championship, you are for global relevance. That is your blessing. And you must think big. And that's why you are in this uh, church. God swore, except God is dead. And we looked at the story of um, Jonathan and David and we saw how because of the oath that David had towards Jonathan, he had to fulfill because he swore and he said, is there anybody of the seed of Jonathan? Let me, I have, to, I have to, it's not that, I don't have to feel it. I have to bless the person. And they said, There's one guy called Mephibosheth. He's even lame. He said, Go and bring him. I don't care. As long as he's the son of Jonathan, I am committed to showing that person kindness. And they brought him Mephibosheth, a lame from Lodibar. And everything about him changed. I pray that as we prepare for 2021, God's covenant will will redefine our families. Redefine your experiences. Redefine your experiences. Redefine your experiences. In the name of Jesus Christ. Mephibosheth was lame in Lodibah. And the covenant turned his life around. Today we conclude our series on God's wisdom. Wisdom builds. Foolishness tears down. Proverbs 14 verse 1. Wisdom builds. (laughs) Foolishness tears down. Lady Wisdom, okay, the wise woman builds a house, but the foolish pulls it down with her hands. But please, you can replace that woman with uh, the wise person. Wisdom builds, but foolishness will tear down. Wisdom builds families, businesses, careers, destinies. Foolishness tears down. Wisdom overcomes challenges, but foolishness leads to pain and anguish. It's a campaign for you to place a high premium on God's wisdom. Not village sense, not traditional thinking, but God's wisdom. You need it. If you are walking in foolishness, you can tear down the very destiny you have built for years. Luke chapter 12, verse 47. I, I pray you will not tear down the thing you have built with your hands in the name of Jesus Christ. Luke 12, 47. In law, they say there's no ignorance. There's no ignorance in law. They didn't know. And you commit something that is worthy of offense. You still face the the, the law. And that servant who knew his master's will and did not prepare himself or do. You heard it in church. You read it. But you did not do it. He says, he did not do according to his will, shall be beaten with many stripes. That's where foolishness leads to pain. There are many things in our notes, in our devices that we've learned again and again. But it's not in the hearing alone. It's in the doing. The doing makes a difference. So if guy does not do it, which is foolishness actually, he'll be beaten with many stripes. Next verse, 48. But he would, did not even know. Yet committed things deserving of stripes shall be beaten with few. <laughs> it will still be beaten. So foolishness will always cause us pain. So it's better to know. It's better to learn. Not just to learn, but to apply. I dare say, if there are certain pains in our lives today, uh, we can trace it to a measure of foolishness at work. But as God's wisdom replaces foolishness, this season, I pray that that pain will evaporate in the name of Jesus Christ foolishness is dangerous foolishness so it's an impartation service I said at the, at, at the uh, uh, covenant night the best of impartation com, happens during the word so listen and as the word goes forth something will rest upon you like the dew of Hammon. ask God for wisdom that's the first thing as I round up we said it in the course of the month ask God for wisdom it's one of the moving forces in my life Never allow experience, expertise, personal energy to think I know how to handle everything. Ask God for wisdom. Can we repeat it with me? One, two, go. Say louder. Always. Especially when you are at a crossroad. It's one of the ways you get wisdom from God. A challenge shows up, a crisis in your education, a crisis in your marriage, and things look upside down. No problem. You are, it's not wrong to be challenged. No, it's not wrong. It's how we obtain victory that we seek. But you go into your privacy, Lord, this is the situation I'm facing. Give me wisdom on how to turn this thing around. And then the Holy Ghost will start, you know, in- instinctively showing you the steps to take. James chapter 1 verse 5. I have escaped many things like that. Lord, this has happened. I don't even know what to do. But your word says in James, I think, chapter 1 verse 5. That if any lack wisdom. If any of you lack lack it, Father, let him what? Cry? Or, Or complain? Let him ask. Of God, who gives to all men? That's liberally. And they will not say you are a foolish person. If you ask other people, they might say, how can be asking me that kind of question? I thought it, must, it should be wiser than that. But God is saying, I will never look down on you that you should know better. I will even give you abundance of it. It is in this asking here and there that we also gather a destiny of wisdom. You'll be quoting to your children that four years ago, something happened in my business. This happened, that happened, and I prayed to God. God now taught me how to manage things like that. After like 20, 30 years, you now have a bank of experiences that even everybody can learn from. Ask God at every crossroad. You're in a crisis as I speak. Before you leave the service tonight, say, Lord, thank you. There's always a way forward. You are the only wise God. Father, show me what to do, how to go about this thing. And, you know, as you, sometimes it's in your waking up in the morning, a thought will just flash. Or as you worship God the next day, a strategy, you will know that, oh, this is the answer to this thing. And you see yourself celebrating. We will not be foolish in Jesus' name. Amen. Daniel was at the crossroad. They said they're going to kill them. They don't interpret the dream. He ran to God and asked. And God gave him the revelation. Do you know the revelation that God gave to Daniel was what even led to his promotion at the end of the day? When others could not interpret, when others could not, and they had trained them. So that you are educated does not mean you know the answer to that crisis now. He ran to God in the night. God, they said they will kill us. I don't want to die. Reveal to me the answer to this thing. As scripture says, it was revealed to him. I'm asking God that that crisis you might be in now, the Holy Ghost will reveal things to you that you need to know or the steps you need to take to turn that reproach into a testimony in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Number two there, live a studious life. You can't grow in wisdom if you don't live a studious life. In fact, it's easier for God to get to you, sir, when you have the ingredients already in your system. Let me give you an example. Maybe I've been reading a book on relationship matters, generally. I've been learning uh, seven keys to marital success, uh, two keys to maximizing your singlehood. I've learned so many things already in your system. You're not praying about a matter... It's easier for the Holy Spirit to bring out one of the points. Maybe you've learned 100 points. It's easier for him to mention two. That you need that two now. But it's harder when there is nothing there. It's What's that in English? Please write. Empty head. That's why sometimes when God is giving some people instructions, they are judiciously rejected. Because what is coming is not meeting with anything inside. So it's reacting, ah, what is that? If you have read a book on the power of apology, for instance, the power of apology, you've read it, a small book, and you see all the benefits of learning to apologize, it's in your system, and then something happens between you and your boss, and you are very right, and then the thing is getting more complicated in the office, and you're praying, Father, give me wisdom. And after you pray for 30 minutes, you're your rebel call, brother, Father, I don't want to be sad. Help me. And he says, don't worry. I know you are right. But I want to go and apologize profusely to your boss. If that thing is already inside you somewhere, you even have more things to add to the apology. But if it's not there, you might not even hear it. Second Timothy 2.15, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. As we prepare for 2021, I beg you to resurrect your study life. Second Timothy 2.15. When I say study, my pastor said to me, how do you learn? He said you learn by learning. <laughs> it's not that uh, you learn it, you learn it, right? Right? I, mean, I don't have all the Greek words or the Hebrew words to explain that learning means leno, you know, and the Latin word for leno is leneo, lenele. You learn by learning, by picking up the book. The e-copy or audio version and listen to it again and again. I went for a training many years ago, finishing school. Right? Because I grew up in a barrack setting and I believe in excellence. So I knew that I had work to do on my life. So I saw that there was a training, poised training. You know. So I registered for three days. The first day in school, I was very angry. So I almost switched off. but was just listening. It got worse when, I got, when we got to the dining training, how to dine. I'm left-handed. So we got there. They started talking about right hand, right hand, right hand. I got angry. See, you have to hold it like this. I just called the teacher. I'm left handed. He said, No problem. I'll give you extra lessons. But I was really angry. And they were teaching me. Three days training on how to see it, how to respond to crisis. Believe me, I thought I didn't pick anything. Then we finished the training. Some four weeks after, I just saw those things happening by default. Even the dining now that I do, it was from that class that I thought I didn't pick anything. I now learn that when you are reading a book, listening to messages, a lot of things are entering you that you don't know. Let it enter. Let it enter. You might not know it's there. Let it enter. I was in a, I was preaching a place yesterday, uh, so towards the end of the message, I was we were worshiping and I sang some songs. <laughs> I've not sung, sung those songs. Some song. <laughs> For a while, I, I, so, so when I left the meeting, I was feeling like ah, they are not in there. <laughs> that this this song, how did it just come? I was in the spirit. So when I now got home, I now played a song I've been listening to recently. I now realized that it was inside. It had entered me. Oh, it was from here, itself, because so I was wondering how did it just come. So that book you are reading is entering you. Is is worse when you don't know it. Play the CD, download from church a resource, and be playing it in your car. Don't worry, it's entering. Then how much more when you now open your heart to receive? You will not have empty head. Yeah. Your spirit will not be uh, 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 empty. Yeah. I read a book many years ago. It said, it's like when you grind a um, thing. You know what, what they call that thing we use in our, in our, in our towns? Grinding, no, grinding machine. I mean, I was the no grinding machine. If you not know grinding machine, just wave at me here. Yeah. Where we pour the tan, then they would do. Right? Okay. That our brains are like that grinding machine. That when you read relevant materials, anything you read anyway, just watch what you read. But anything you read, it's like putting the grains in the grind. You know, when you put the, either the beans or in the, pep- the pepper and all those things. And then when they start the machine, you see them pounding it. And so that book said if your head is empty, and you know when they don't put enough grains in the grind, the grind is what? Huh? It's noisy. Empty barriers. Many people are just talking to they don't know anything. You see the thing, all kinds of noise. You know, and then, and then the thing that comes from the grind is scattered. You see the, uh, the, the beans flying all around, all around. But that book said when the grind, when the grind, my grinding machine is loaded, the sound is smooth and when you are pounding it you know the holy ghost is working on your mind picking this thing you lent three Sundays ago another one from that book trying to give you the next instruction when the thing comes out if you notice it's always very thick and smooth so what we do is just put enough grind enough enough grain in the grind so that it's easier for god to reach out to you when the time comes, live a studious life. Go and download, downloadables. B- buy them on our resource, on relationship matter, on restoration. The covenant night we just finished. Download. You can listen to it all week. And something will enter you. Listen to it all week. It makes the difference in our lives. Especially areas where you are deficient. Go and put more grains in the grind. Especially areas where you are deficient. Where you are challenged. Where you are challenged. I have been hearing all kinds of stories of people dying. Let me not scare you. I mean, somebody died of this health matter, and I, I had to invest time, and I'm still investing time on reading about diets. Just to learn: Is coffee good for my health? How many cups of coffee per day? Is egg? OK? Some things you know, you think you know, you don't know. Oh, these knots they are very good for this age. And they're available. Learning is richer than prayer. Learning enhances prayer. Because we always learn, but we learn irrelevant things. We're on Facebook, watching what does not matter, what cannot change you. Liverpool drill. How does that increase salary tomorrow morning? So, thank God that you know that one. But may you also know the ones that matter to you. Glory to God. They drew today, next week, somebody will be somebody. Haven't you noticed that it's always the same story? Same story. Even in our country now, I'm even not, we are praying. Our president is one that ruled in 1983, 84. And sometimes they will bring a headline from 1985 and they match it with today. It's almost the same thing. You see, eighty-five headline, uh, fuel price increase, and people agitated and protesting. Two thousand and twenty. Now ask yourself, Ah, may my life not be on the same bus stop in Jesus' name? Oh. <sighs> Number three, meditation. One of the ways we, we I, I put studying before meditation because if there is no grain in the grind, your your meditation <laughs> will not do anything. The metals of the grind will just be hitting each other until you spray the machine. Nothing. So, studious life. But meditation makes all the difference. Proverbs 22, verse 3. I, met, I mean, we, we, we just had a service this morning. As I got back to the office, somebody sent me a message from another church, a great church. and said, Pastor Yemi, I just felt like joining your service this morning. And you just answered. He said, she said, I just woke up this morning. And the Holy Ghost was saying I should just join your online service. And then I didn't even know. I mean, she joined the service. As I go to the office now, he said just a long message that, "Thank you, thank you, thank you. You just answered what God wanted me to do." And I will share the testimony with you, sir. You keep learning, keep connecting, keep thinking, Medi- meditation. A prudent man foresees evil, and what happens? Prudence, you know, is, is a subset of wisdom in the first service my wh- wh- i was talking about re- recalibrating your vision for next year thinking for next year planning and i said people should do minimum of two year plan if you don't know how to plan google it how to project and you write things down ask a friend there are people in church there are people in this church that do better than me in many areas we enlist them even this church, we are on a 10 to 20 year strategic plan, we are on it now. It's, it's, it's very intensive. You could feel the, the, your brain reacting because it stretches you. But when you plan long term, you produce better results. Prudence, what worked in your life this year? What did not work? How do you now project for next year? A prudent man foresees evil and hides himself. But the simple, that simple. What is the uh, synonyms in that context? Uh, Ola, what is the synonym of that word? The foolish is heavy, heavy. Ignorance is heavy. The the naive. The many people are very naive. I didn't know. I didn't know that. That's how men behave. (laughs) You will know. When you read books, you will know first when you read a book, I never knew anything about hormonal imbalance or until I read a book. That there's a particular period in a woman's life, she just changes. Women can attest to that. They get into moods, they react differently. Most of those things are rooted in hormonal imbalance. Some ladies don't even know themselves. So the man doesn't know that there's anything like hormonal imbalance. And then he comes home, I don't know which demon enters you every three, three weeks. And then you have demonized the thing already. And start binding her, fighting her. And it's not a demon, it's just a imbalance. Either it comes either before the period or after the thing, you know. And if you know that, when it comes, you help the person out. Or sometimes you just leave the person, the thing we go. Not like his power or many of the things we demystify. If you see three crabs moving here now, together, what will you say? Ah, they've pursued global. And this land is a swamp. Love, we, we people eat crab, yeah, like pure water, big ones. It's there, it's just for you to know. So, in case you see, <laughs> <laughs> you say, oh, huh? mm. this demon gets one. So. <laughs> what you are demonizing, somebody is picking it. A good, sorry, a four, a four, is ready, learning, thinking. Let me give you some examples that will help us. Matthew um, 22, verse 17. Jesus was a thinker. Ah, it's time. Okay. I supposed to finish by 11, right? 11. <laughs> Matthew 22, verse <17. laughs> Tell us, therefore, what do you think? Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? They were asking Jesus, should we respect the president or not? What do you say? I'm, I'm an N.S.A.S. movement. I hate the president. <laughs> and this one is a, is, also, is Caesar. Tell us, what do you think? They wanted to trap him. And life will ask you questions about your business. Should I steal this money? Should I lie to this client? But you think? Hey, look at verse 18. But Jesus perceived their wickedness and said, why do you test me, you hypocrites? Verse 19, show me the tax money. So they brought him a denarius, verse 20, and he said to them, whose image and inscription is this? Verse 21, they said to him, "Caesar's." And he said to them, okay, render therefore to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and unto God the things that are God's. It's wisdom. Verse 22. When they had heard these words, they marveled and what? Yes, you will not be trapped. You will not make foolish mistakes. But there's a man called John the Baptist. Matthew 14, 3 to 5. He saw on Facebook, John the Baptist saw on Facebook that you speak truth to power. Truth to power. For Herod had laid hold of John and bound him and put him in prison for the sake of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife. Verse 4. Because John has said to him, It is not lawful to have her. <laughs> he told the guy, verse 5. <laughs> and although he wanted to put him to death, he feared the multitude because they had counted him as a prophet. You can be a prophet and don't know how to speak, you can be educated and not know how to speak to your husband or to your wife. <laughs> this man was beheaded though, for, for this thing. And I know that John, De- I'm sorry. Because when I get to him, I don't want to just confront say, why, why are you spoiling me? I'm sorry, John the Baptist. You know why this is important? He did it to Jesus himself. When he was in prison, he sent his disciples to Jesus Christ and asked him, are you the one we should be expecting or should we wait for another? Insult. You, that you baptized Jesus and the Holy Ghost came as a dove and you had. This is my what? Beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. But how can I cannot be in prison and you are there, my God. You should rescue me. If you want to pray for deliverance, like Paul and Silas, pray, even sing praises rather than confronting. He said, and just guys told him the blind see, the deaf hear, the the, the lame are raised, and blessed is he which not offended in me. Go and check other versions. Offended that does not stumble on that, does not, you know, you you, you think because you are in prison, I'm not being faithful. And we do that when we have a challenge. It looks like ah I tied. I come to talk. Why should I be going through this thing? Is that the matter? If Paul and Silas faced that they would still remain in prison. I believe that John the Baptist did not have to die in prison. If Joseph can escape prison, if John the Baptist, sorry, um, Paul and Silas can escape prison, if Peter can escape prison, then there's no reason why he couldn't have it. but he was very very outspoken. Freedom of speech. <laughs> Idi me said there's freedom of speech in Uganda but cannot guarantee your freedom after this speech. (laughs) There's a way you speak truth or power, but I want to appeal to you. Maybe you're an activist, fine, maybe, but there is a wisdom to to handling things, even in your office. You got to talk to your boss, sir. I did the document, and I don't care what you tell your boss. I don't care how you feel. You will feel how you care. (laughs) I don't know whether that's correct. Listen, listen. you speak truth. Truth is constant, but there's wisdom. Look at the guy that God sent to go and talk to David after he sinned. David killed somebody, slept with his wife, everything. God now sent a prophet to meet him. Classic. Whether it was God that taught him the parable, whether it's the one that thought about the parable, it just shows you that there's wisdom in speaking to power. Let me talk about it. He went to meet David. Oh, sir. Uh, Good afternoon, sir. Oh, good afternoon. How are you doing? I'm fine. Just come down to just share with you. Oh, yes, please sit down. How's everything? Good, 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 good. There's a case I want to share with you. Something's happening in our kingdom. What happened? There was a man. This happened and that happened. And it took the, ah. David said, that is preposterous. That is unbecoming. I cannot accept that in this kingdom. He said, yes, sir. It's very bad. Okay. Where is the person? I'm going to tell him. I'm going to kill him. Yes, sir. It's okay. It's okay, sir. You are the person, sir. It was David that sentenced himself. I pray you gain wisdom. Because sometimes education too much has jailed many people. Foolishness. I'll give a piece of my heart. If I'm going to leave this company today, I'll leave the company today. And some wives do it to their husbands. Ah, me when my husband, I just, I just tell my... Be giving the piece of your heart. Until one day, you find that there's no pieces left. What is that? Wisdom, meditation. You need quiet moments to escape trouble, to turn around things, sit down. They told Jesus in Luke, oh, my time is gone. Uh, John chapter 8, verse 4. They said, This woman was caught in adultery. What do you say? Hmm. If you notice, he's too let's go to the verse. They said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. <laughs> they even tried. Hypocrites. He just it. What about the man? He left for the window, Abby. In the very act, verse 5, <laughs> he will not be caught. <laughs> uh, now Moses in, in the law commanded us that we should, she should be stoned. So what do you say? <laughs> this they said, what? That they might have something to accuse him. That's how life is. Something will happen in your business with a client with your team members, in church, anywhere. But Jesus stooped down and wrote on the ground with his finger as though he did not hear. He's thinking. You need time to think about next year. Ah, you, the, the Western world, the way they are doing now, they are determined that if any pandemic or pandemic should happen again, it will never meet them the way it met them. So they are doing all kinds that, okay, we've suffered this one, but it will not happen again. Think, okay, this year, thank you, Jesus, I'm alive. How can I structure my finances better for next year? Oh, this marriage is almost done and, and dead. What can I do to, 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 to get back on my faith? You think, you think, and you will be surprised, especially when you ask the Holy Spirit to give you the way forward. He Jesus stooped down and wrote on the ground with his finger as though he did not hear. Verse 7. So when they continued asking him, ah, "Talk now, should we stone him? Should we stone her? They wanted to trap him. He, he raised himself up and said to them, He who is without sin among you. Let him throw a stone at her first. The father said, Kiloso, what? what, what, what? <laughs> he had what he said though. What did he say? He said, <laughs> Any of us, we never seen before. Hey, is that what he said? <laughs> This man self. what does he mean by that? Why is he asking about our own sin? We caught this woman. That's what he said, though. Uh-huh. Look, I'm going there. I'll say later. <laughs> Verse 8. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. Verse 9. Then those who had it, being convicted by their conscience, went out one by one. You can win over your mother-in-law. You can win over your, even your daughter-in-law. You can win. You can win. It's just wisdom. They went one by one, beginning with the oldest, even to the last. And Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst, verse 10, (laughs) when Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, he now said to her, woman, where are those accusing you? Has no one condemned you? Verse 11, she said, no one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, me too, I know condemn you, but go and, because the next one you do they might not be able to get to me before they stone you. Is that true? Because at that time, they were still following the Moses' law. I may have traveled to Capernaum. And where they are carrying you, they might, one will hit you, bagger like this. Have you heard about it before? Yes, sir. I don't can hit you here. You might die before you get to Capernaum. Wisdom. Wisdom. They're all together. You ask him, you are studious. or You are meditating. The text messages from God, the emails, will be landing. And you find that you live a better life. Finally, association. Yeah, semi-finally. Mm-hmm. Proverbs 13, verse 20. <laughs> Proverbs 13, verse 20. Some of you wonder why we, um, we are a bit very prompt in our church with timing. It's not that we're trying to rush things. It's also part of the wisdom we've learned. You know, preaching for three hours does not save people. But when they get saved, they collected their life back from Jesus Christ. Yes, at it, pastors. We've been in churches where you start the message, you're already ready. Thank you, Jesus. Number two, yes. Number three, yes. And then number 14, eh? And then the same person that started with, yes, drop the pen. Uh, we're now number 22, yeah, number 22. Yes, he, he surrendered his life to Jesus. Then by 25th one, Jesus, I'll come and give you back next week when I come. So you, we try to, because so some people already even I can see some, one eye, one, one eye. Oh. As pastors, we see many things. There's some people that God bless them with sleeping mode. I mean, and may God bless you, those who don't distract you. They're just on the same spot, and they are gone. It's a blessing, because some other people, they disturb you. Sorry, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Glory to God. Okay. He who walks with wise men will be what? One of the ways to grow in wisdom. Even if you are foolish, gather wise people around you. Uh, but the companion of fools, now, this is not ordinary. I thought you would say, but the companion of fools, you when know, we struggle through life, they eat with your association can destroy you. I mean, destroy you. And I want to beg every one of us, online, on site, or you're watching from the moon, look at the people surrounding you. Sir, right? If you are close, if you are married and you are close to people whose marriages are not okay, your own will soon join the list. Go on, I, I, I bet you. <laughs> I, I bet you. Come on, come on, bet me. I know pastors that have some close relationships, some pastors whose marriages are down, and they're celebrating it. Suddenly, their own marriage begins to go down. This is it should scare you, but they come. Of fools, you start treating your wife the same way. Or your husband. Who are your friends? How are they building your destiny? Any other version you can find, please just be rolling it as we close. You can cheaply make a destiny by gathering wise people around our friends in ministry. Some of you know them. The closer ones, we don't play with our marriage. My wife can report me to them. Abba. They report to me, they, but Bimbo reports to them. One day, my friend called me and said, I, I, I mean, let's see you, yeah, that's in English. You're right. yeah, that's. I said, okay, I can't see you, I have some things to do. Um, there's something your wife mentioned to me. What is it? And then, it's not like that. And then, we spoke for hours. But you head to be correct. Who are your friends? Stop doing all this class until you are glassless. <laughs> Classless. Become wise by walking with the wise. Hang out with fools and watch your life. You know the problem? We hear this verse, but the challenge is like most people don't know how to define who a foolish person is. That's the problem. They know this verse. All my friends are great friends. Great friends. That one went to Stanford. That one went to Springfield. That one went to Lasso, but from Lasso, he went to Upgrade in Crownfield. They are business friends. Yes. Wisdom for business. But you know where the boundaries are. Take your marriage today. I can guarantee that there are some people. Because they can't be asking you about your home. You too will be tired. But when the person is not even asking you. They are not encouraging you. It will be decaying in your hands. If the devil wants to destroy you. He sends a a friend to you. If God wants to bless you. He sends another. So who are your friends? I was one of my friends in the house, uh, the friend, my friend said, "Ah, the, he, he was out, the wife was at home, he said, ah, Pastor Jimmy, I saw you on Pastor Bimbo's picture when you went to do a getaway for like two, three days, I said, wow, that's fine, I said, yes, we'll do it once in a while like that, just to bond and repair, He said, yes, I really like it, I said, but you guys do it now normally, he said, eh, ah, you do it now, he said, "And you do it now, eh, ah, but I see both of you go, I know you know, I said, it's with the children, eh, you do it, and I said, no, we don't do it, you do it, you don't do it, he said, eh. ask your friend. I thought you do it. No, he said, ask your friend. I was just smiling. She didn't report the friend, but ask your friend. I called my friend. Hey, I said, I should ask you. Get away, get away, get away. With children, it's different. With you and your babe, your wife. Well, last hey, ah, so I will do one in December at that point. That's how we build things, oh. So. When we do get away, I may mean, you do get away this December. Just two days together, no children crying. You don't know, there's a one, there's a, that's a different getaway. We went out. We were just together. You just find out all the demons left both of you. Clap, 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 clap. clap. Do get away, Benin Republic, uh, to one hotel. Do COVID, don't go and collect fake COVID certificate. Too. I'm begging you now. Some people did it in Kenya. god fake certificate. They now go to the airport. Line now, we are going to Dubai. Let me see. Out of 150 50 were tested again and were positive. And they were holding certificate. And in Nigeria, they are doing it now. Now they are going to face the law court. Because some of us are, Nigerians can get anything, except ticket to, to heaven. They can get anything. <laughs> That's up on your feet, my time is gone. Ooh! You are going to sack some friends, amen! You are going to suspend some relationships and get new ones. My mentors, may God bless them. My pastor will call me, How are you? How is Bimbo? Where is she now? She's at home with the children. Okay. Is she okay? Fine. And then we can talk. The other mentor will call, How is everything? They'll be asking our children's name one by one. Is that not better? Even if there's something wrong, there was a day my pastor said, I want to talk to my wife. Even if you are fighting, would you carry the phone? (laughs) today. You are fighting. You are not talking. And then he called you. How are you? He sit there. Let me talk to her. And I'm talking to her. <laughs> the phone. Yes. <sighs> <laughs> Lift your hands. Let's praise God. Fill me with your wisdom, Father. I ask you. I ask you. I don't know what you are, you're going through as a challenge. Fill me with your wisdom, Father. You can overturn the mountains by the roots. You can overturn this situation. There's always a way out. There's always a way forward. So Lord, give me wisdom on this particular business matter. This financial matter. Lord, I'm owing these people a lot of money. But I don't want to enter December with burden. There's a way I can manage it. Give me your wisdom. Lord, there is a situation between me and my husband. Help me. I don't want to... Throw away this marriage. Help me. Give me wisdom. I don't know what it is. It gave me your health. You have been using tablets. And it's getting worse asking for wisdom. And then somebody will speak to you this week. And then the thing will be different. Ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek, you will find. You are the God of awesome wonder. Tested of your power, only you have shown me so much mercy, much more than I deserve. Service online, or you are here live uh, in Lekki, Surul area, or maybe at the Goodland, and you want to rededicate your heart to Jesus, not to the pastor, to Jesus, or surrender your heart for the very first time. I want to pray with you just by a show of hand. If you're just, just one hand up and the other hand on your chest, be bold about it, be, 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 be convincing about it, be sure of it. Just put one hand up and the other hand on your chest and say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart today. I invite you with my own mouth. (laughs) I invite you, Lord Jesus, come in today. Come in to stay. I renounce sin. I renounce Satan. I choose to serve you. I choose to serve you. Take over my life. Wash me clean by your precious blood. From this moment, I declare that I'm rescued to serve the living God. Thank you for saving me. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, Let me pray for you. Lord, thank you for this once. You know and you heard. They've moved from darkness to light. They have a brand new life. Holy Spirit, touch them. Transform them. Make them new. Let them never get back to sin or darkness again. Let them grow. In Jesus' name. Amen. Our officials will find you. And if they can't, please try and just signal to them. They'll give you a pack or a paper where you can fill a form our team needs to pray with you so you can stand strong and invite you for classes to be, to strengthen your great decision. If you're online, there's a pop-up there or the comment section. Give us your details lavishly and our team will get back to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Everyone in the assembly, lift your hands, please, just in a moment. Father, you brought us to this great service today. I release upon everyone fresh grace of, for wisdom in the name of Jesus Christ. Whatever crisis anyone is in now, Lord, your wisdom is able to overturn the mountain by the roots. Your word says your wisdom is able to bind the flood from overflowing, meaning your wisdom is able to cause a matter not to get worse. Your wisdom is able to recognize opportunities. Lord, I release upon everyone today fresh baptism of the spirit of wisdom in the name of Jesus Christ areas where you have made mistakes and the devil is trying to hijack it by the mercy of god and by the new input of god's wisdom what was meant to shameify you will turn around to be a great testimony in the name of jesus in your office in your businesses you will be recognized like joseph recognized like Daniel. you are a solution provider for our generation Your faces will shine. Your destinies will shine. Everything that's come to you to entrap you. I pray for the wisdom to turn it out of your life in the name of Jesus. You will replicate the blessings of God. You will showcase the blessings of God in the name of Jesus Christ. Come and say with me, I receive.